forgetting for a moment about those things altogether, even what's tearing at your heart and running into his presence, falling on your face and saying, Lord, I adore you. Lord, I worship you because of who you are, not because of what you've done or what you're going to do. But first and foremost, let me acknowledge you as being my God. Really nice weather the last couple of days. Yes, I'm loving it. Are you? Uh, are there things going on at your condo that need attention outside, or is all of the outside work handled by, like... Uh, well, I would say 99% of it is, but there are some things that, that uh, I have to do and then I like to do, you know, just to kind of prepare for the, uh, like the what, season. Like what, what kind of things? I mean, you... just uh, small things like uh, on my deck or whatever, like I just recently got rid of my my gas grill for tw- uh, that I've had for 20 years, okay. we're going to have to get a new one. But, you know, just cleaning up the deck, and it's going to have to be stained this year, you okay. know, because it's been several years now. But just little bitty things as far as picking up and cleaning up yeah. just to make things right. Did you see that, like, out by the church, someone bogged down in the mud really bad, like in that area where there's no gravel mm-hmm. someone someone's tires this kind of happens in the spring okay. you kind of see yeah. those things mm-hmm. after the snow melts but um boy it sure was nice the last couple of days to go outside and just feel sure. it. but sure. you never know if it might return to yeah that's true <laughs> i saw some people walking with their dog and uh it, and they were in their shorts i mean i don't know if i yeah. do that right now but yeah uh it was just kind of good to see i mean it's been a rough winter and mm-hmm. uh Mm-hmm. I like all of the seasons, but I'm glad to see winter go. Yeah. <laughs> well, don't say that yet because it is only March still, yeah. and sometimes we get those big snowstorms. But uh, welcome. Uh, you've tuned into a word of grace. I'm sure you know that. Um, and this is our last week on the discussion of spiritual depression. We started this back in February, and we, when we began the study, Derek, we we put. Um, I had originally put two chapters together each week because that way we would have done it all in February. But as we started reading, uh, we found out quickly that probably each chapter needed its own discussion. So our listeners have have stayed with us uh, pretty much, um, and we appreciate that. And if if you're kind of tired of spiritual, if you're depressed by the spiritual depression, (laughs) uh, we'll be on a new subject uh, after this. So hang with us for for three more uh, lessons, and in each of these, we were talking just before we turned the microphones on, in, in each of these lessons, it's, it's not so much a cause of depression, but this is kind of his conclusion, and they really are uplifting yes. themes, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, this week, the three things we want to talk about are peace, contentment, and strength. Yes. Those are three I mean, you think about it, like if you played the opposite game, what's the opposite of depression? Mm-hmm. I mean, peace, contentment, and strength are almost right. Uh, those are when people are spiritually depressed. Th- those things would be absent in mm-hmm. their life, right? Mm-hmm. And so, I hope that after you know uh, four or five weeks of the discussions that we've been having that have caused that have uh, been the discussion of the cause of the depression, that today will be. And this week will be an encouragement. Let's start with peace. Uh, the each of the sections uh, today and then Wednesday and Friday 
are rooted in the book of Philippians. Yes. Right. Um, is that a is that a favorite book of yours? Do you do you like Philippians? It has quickly become one of my favorites, just from uh, the very subject that we're dealing with. Uh, and uh, I'm going to read the passage itself because I think it'll give us some context. Okay. But uh, uh, I I just think that the study as a whole has been rich, mm-hmm. and that uh, the, in the book of Philippians, there's uh, it's yielded some some good things for us to apply practically. Yeah. So uh, it, uh, I'm reading from Philippians four, verse six and verse seven. Be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. One thing that I've learned just from reading the book of uh, Philippians is uh, you were talking the other night in in, um, Bible study about concurses, not concurses, but concurrence, where... Uh, God is working, and yet we're working. And we see that uh, throughout the book of uh, Philippians. Uh, and even with as it relates to our spiritual depression, there's an aspect where God is working, but there's also things that we have to do as well. That's right, because some... Some would like to say that it, you know, we just we just sit back and allow God to do everything, and and you've even hit on that um, as we've talked uh, this last month or so. Let, uh, Philippians is is a super personal book, and that's why I think it is a personal favorite of a lot of people. And as we as we talk about the it's the verses you just read about uh, the peace of God that passes mm-hmm. all understanding. Um, that's what I would call like a uh, a needlepoint verse. You know, this is a verse that you see as decoration. Sure. There, there's mm-hmm. certain verses like that that people put up on their wall or are treasured verses because they bring such comfort. Philippians isn't a book, well, with the exception of chapter 2, that's known uh, uh, primarily because of its doctrinal mm-hmm. uh, implications. Mm-hmm. Philippians chapter 2, of course, is about the kenosis and, and Christ and his emptying of himself. And But primarily, Philippians is a very personal book written by Paul from mm-hmm. prison to a church that cared for him and loved him. And he's giving them some huge encouragement at the end. Lloyd-Jones, in fact, said, sometimes when you get to the end of Paul's letters, you do good to really examine them because he'll throw a gem in there. Mm-hmm. And he, he mm-hmm. like all of these are from chapter 4. And so he's talking about peace, and peace being the opposite of depression. So uh, let me ask this question. Have you, have you ever been robbed? Ever been robbed? Yes, I have. Okay, was mm-hmm. it was it a violent thing or did you? Just... Uh, no, it wasn't violent. Okay, and I was a youngster. Okay, uh, but uh, I did feel invaded. Yeah. I, I felt um, uh, that. Um... Of course, there was that time that you were on your porch and <laughs> the guy was uh, trying to get in your car. Was no, it? He was trying to. I, I think he was trying to take my tires. Trying to take uh, your I'm tires. Not sure. Now uh, you came out and rehearsed a scripture to him, if I recall, right? <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah, it was it was like a scripture. Uh, you, it was one from the imprecatory Psalms, yes. wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> I'll break your neck, I'll was break it? Your or neck. snap your neck? I'll it was snap, I'll snap your neck. Get away from it! Is an imprecatory <laughs> prayer. I, 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 our our house has never been robbed, um, but someone did break into a church I was at mm-hmm. um, on a Saturday night. And I was the first one to come to church on Sunday mm-hmm. and noticed immediately that my office mm-hmm. window had been broken. Mm-hmm. And, like, 
I don't know what they thought they were going to get, but they went through all of my uh, drawers and found a little film canister. Mm -hmm. Now, for our younger listeners, you used to have to buy film and (laughs) put it in a camera. (laughs) Yeah. And I kept, I have a lot of old coins that my grandpa had given me in there. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was not worth anything. There were about six coins, and he had taken all of them. It was something to you. He took all of them. That was the way I felt, though. Like, some guy was in here Mm -hmm. pawing all over my stuff Mm -hmm. and took... Mm-hmm. And it, it was a very, uh, it, it was a feeling of being invaded. Mm-hmm. I, I thought about that because the way Lloyd-Jones introduces us about peace is mm-hmm. that Satan is a peace robber. Yes, he is. Yes, he, he is. He steals mm-hmm. that peace. We were talking, mm-hmm. we won't say about what, but we were talking about that a little bit, uh, again, prior to prior to beginning the podcast about how, Satan has ways of of not infiltrating us. That's not the word I want to use, but but affecting our lives, where he steals this peace. Yes, and yes. I think throughout the book, have you noticed this that throughout the book, the causes of depression are primarily rooted in some satanic yes, accusation. Yes. I mean, that was and, and and that's usually like the primary cause, and then there's a secondary cause. And it's interesting that you're talking about robbing now. Uh, Lloyd-Jones says, something that robs us of peace, the peace of God, is the tyranny of circumstances. That stuck out to me. Or the things that happen to us. And, of course, we're all subject to various or adverse uh, circumstances in our lives. But Satan has a way of seizing upon those circumstances and magnifying them to a point to where they cause us spiritual depression. Because everybody's going to have that tyranny of circumstance yes, at are. some point. If yes, you're not are. having it now, you will. maybe I am. Or, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's going to come. And, and I thought about John 10.10 10 in that. The thief comes but to steal, kill, and destroy. Yes, and that, that's, yes. what, that's what Satan wants to do. Mm-hmm. So... We, we have to turn ourselves to the scripture to figure out how to achieve that peace. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought it was interesting that he said uh, it's important, like a lot of people will, will believe certain truth, okay, and, and probably believe the scripture that you read mm-hmm. moments ago, but it's not working for them. Right. 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 And, and I've been there mm-hmm. as well. You I have know, too. They tell you, hey, just, you know, retreat to the scriptures. And yes, that's exactly what we want to do. And sometimes it seems that when you're reading the scripture, it's not the medicine that you needed at the moment, or at least the medicine's not working. I, I've had that happen a lot too. And there, it's probably simply because I'm not, I'm, I'm not, obeying what I'm reading, mm-hmm, or I'm not mm-hmm. truly believing what I'm reading. So in the in the passage that you read, mm-hmm. uh, it's a pretty simple and straightforward way. So so what what we would basically say, well, I can't believe 10 minutes has passed already in our in our discussion, but because we're trying to keep these a little bit under 20 minutes so that people can be on their way. Um, I think the question we want to say is, okay, the peace of God that passeth understanding will guard your hearts and minds, will right. protect your right. hearts and minds. Mm-hmm. So the question we want to ask people, Derek, is how do I achieve that peace? How do I yes. gain that peace? Yes. How do I get that peace? Well, Lloyd-Jones speaks to that. Uh, he says there are two things that we must avoid, first of all. He says that 
we are to be careful for nothing. And I'm going to explain that in a moment. And the second thing was don't be mastered or tyrannized by your imagination. Uh, and then he goes on to uh, define what it means, uh, what careful means. First of all, that means full of care. And he's saying that it would be better to use the word be anxious for nothing because anxious means harassing care, nervous solicitude about uh, a thing. In other words, uh, you're being harassed literally by the anxiety that you have over a particular thing. Anxious, uh, I think, is the way the ESV is. Yeah, so ESV you, you read that the King way. James I was King that's James out of uh, because of it, what he uses what in the, he book. Uses in the yep. book. And he also goes on to say, "We are also uh, told to take no thought, and it means do not be over anxious, do not brood or ponder, or do not meditate over much upon something." Uh, the trouble is in the heart and the mind, and it is the heart and mind that tend to produce this state of anxiety, this morbid care and solicitude. And then he goes on for the second thing, do not be mastered by or uh, tyrannized by your imagination. The, ma the imagination is a very prolific cause of anxiety, and the, the imagination creates the what-ifs in our minds. Yeah, yeah, I... I'm there. I, I have lived that. I understand that. I know exactly what that is speaking about. And, and I'm sure everybody who's listening has done that. And you you lay awake at night thinking about mm -hmm. things and you're not having that peace. You're full of anxiety. So the first the first thing is to don't be anxious about anything, but it doesn't stop there. Right now. Lloyd-Jones was a doctor, and he writes like a doctor. And he, I appreciate a lot what he says coming from that kind of that mindset. But he also talks a lot about psychology in this chapter mm -hmm. and how the Bible goes further than that, okay? The Bible doesn't just say be anxious for nothing. Like, in other words, the Bible doesn't just say, well, don't worry. Right. Don't worry. And and psychology, even common sense psychology, which we've kind of talked about in the past, like worried isn't going to change anything. Right. So don't worry. But but it goes further than that. Right. It's right. It, the encourage. If you want this peace and that's what we're trying to probe down into. I want this peace. How do I attain this peace? Instead of being depressed, I want to be at peace. How do I get that? It's not just that I stop being anxious. It's not just that I, you know, cease my worrying. What would be the what would be the second step in that according says, to Paul's instruction? It says be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known unto God. Now how and, often have you how, how long has that been a familiar verse to you? I mean basically since oh, you've been a Christian. Since right? I've been a Christian, yes. Um and I, I've seen that before. I don't know that I've ever focused so much on the different words for prayer in the passage, like mm -hmm. Lloyd-Jones did. Did mm -hmm. you notice that? Uh, yes, and, and he, he does make a distinction, and, and I think it's important that we do the same, because basically I think what we're given here is the formula for, formula for proper prayer. And one thing that he mentioned that sometimes I know that I am very remiss in doing is immediately running into God's presence and giving him a laundry list of things to do, as opposed to forgetting for a moment about those things altogether, even what's tearing at your heart, and running into his presence, falling on your face and saying, 
Lord, I adore you. Mm -hmm. Lord, I worship you mm -hmm. because of who you are, not because of what you've done or what you're going to do, but first and foremost, let me acknowledge you as being my God. Yeah, that he breaks that down, and even though we're running out of time, we'll take a quick second to talk about that. So, again, if you want, let's just go trace it back. If we want that peace, stop being anxious and careful. And, and again, it's very inclusive. Be anxious for nothing. Don't let anything uh, take your thoughts in that way. But it's not just stop worrying. That's the psychological answer. It's also be prayerful. And, and the first step would be to adore, just come into his presence, forget your problems, and just just realize you are in the presence of God. And then after that, uh, again, we're looking at the King James, after that comes supplication. So now we're going to move on. We've worshipped him. He is God. Uh, we've said things like you've said. Now we Now we pour out our concerns, right? So it's not just, see, I, I, I really... I think the distinction is pretty clear. Like, it's not just um, stop worrying. It's, God, I love you. I adore you. Here's what's happening in my life. Right, right? exactly. Yeah. And and even going as far as to say, and I know that I have said this in prayer, Lord, even if you don't change this, I know that you're still God. Right, right. And then, and then so it's prayer supplication with thanksgiving. And I want to speak, speak to that if I could very quickly mm -hmm. uh, because it really left an impression on me. He says, while on your knees, you must ask yourself, what can I thank God for? He went on to say, I might be in trouble at the moment, but I can thank God for my salvation and that he sent his son to the cross to die in my place. Uh, so in that, we're thanking him again for who he is and what he has done. Now, he gives three negative things that we should not do, and I'm, I know we don't have a lot of time, but I want to mention this. He says that prayer, uh, you know, when we're praying, uh, we're not praying because, oh, oh, let me say this again. Prayer is not auto-suggestion is what he said. Neither does he say, pray because while you are praying, you will not be thinking about the problem and yeah. therefore you will have temporary relief. And again, good psychology, but bad Christianity. The second one, neither does Paul say, if you fill your mind with thoughts of God and Christ, these thoughts will push out the other things. And then the third thing he says, neither does he say pray because prayer changes things. No, it does not. Prayer does not change things. It is not your prayer that is going to change things. It is not you who is going to change things. It is God. We were talking about Christian books and literature that seems to be so trite. Prayer changes things is another one of those yes. needlepoint yes, verses. Is. And not only does it not mean anything, it's not correct. Mm -mm. And the 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 point that Lloyd Jones is making here about the peace is that I really like what he says. As you, as you examine that verse, it says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And that's our responsibility. I believe we began this whole lesson mm -hmm. by you saying there's something we do and there's something God does. So that's our responsibility, to, to not be careful in our thoughts or anxious in our thoughts, but pray and, and request and thank God. And then when we do that, the promise is that 
And when, when we do that, the peace of God that passes all understanding, it makes no sense mm-hmm. to us. It, we can't even mm-hmm. understand how it mm-hmm. comes. We'll guard our hearts and minds mm-hmm. through Christ Jesus. The it doesn't say the problems go away. Thank you. I, I was going to say that, but yeah. you, you just said that, right? Yeah. That's good. It doesn't, right. it doesn't say, mm-hmm. don't be careful anything because God will take all those problems away. Right. That's not what it says. Right. It says in the midst, and go back to the phrase it used, the tyranny of circumstance. Mm-hmm. In, the, in the middle of those circumstances, whatever it is that is concerning to us, we will be kept Mm. through mm. it. Right. We may not be right. kept from it, Amen. but we'll be kept through mm-hmm. it. And he, he did say something really helpful, like we cannot guard our own hearts and minds. No, we can't. That was, that was a no, really helpful thought. Like, no, we can't. We can't discipline ourselves or just, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm about to have the willpower. Right. There, there is, Pull ourselves up by our own yeah, bootstraps. Like we it, can't do it. It's like, okay, I've got this major problem that I'm facing that's causing me depression, so I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to, oh, no. Do what the scripture tells us to do is stop worrying about it, but mm-hmm. don't stop there. Get in God's presence. Tell him what's going on as if he already doesn't know. And then thank him for being God. And then when we do that, the peace of God. It, it's Amen. not just a theory. It, it, mm-hmm. it will happen if we, if we pray and believe that God will do what he says he will. And that process may be very imperceptible to us while we are uh, implementing these things or applying these principles to our lives. God, in his own way, will bring about that peace, and you maybe even wonder where it came from. Yeah. May the peace of God be with you today, our listeners. Uh, we don't know exactly who is even tuning in. But or if who needed to hear this today or if it was a helpful or encouragement. But may the peace of God guard you as you bring your request to him today. Lord willing, we will talk to you on Wednesday. God bless.